Good morning, Stones River. Good good morning, morning, morning. Welcome back, all the families that have been on vacation, and I guess for those, those who are now gone, half of them come back, half of them leave, it seems like, doesn't it? It's summer. That's what happens in the summertime. It's great for offerings and stuff, right, Deborah? <laughs> That's right, PayPal is wonderful, Deborah said. <laughs> oh, I'd set the microphone down. Sorry, David. Just about through it. We are blessed. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your hearts in worship. Father, we thank you for John and preparation he's made to bring us this lesson. Father, bring blessings upon him as he presents your word. May it be what you want us to hear. And Father, bless us that we may receive this word and not just hear it, but live it. Thank you for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. <sighs> that looks like a relaxing picture, doesn't it? This is what you do all the time, Lauren, right? You know. <laughs> So last week, I just shared um, some things that we'll be talking about over the summer, and one of those things was giving ourselves permission to rest. Some of us have no problem giving ourselves permissions to rest, permission to rest, but I think for the most part in our culture, we struggle to rest, which is why I titled this sermon, Learning to Rest, because a lot of us, it's tough. Anyone? Right? I can see a lot of heads nodding. I know for myself, it can be can be pretty challenging. Um, if you want to go to the next slide, I think what makes this challenging, sorry, they're, they're working on it. They got it? Oh, sweet. All right. I think what makes this challenging, though, for us is the culture that we live in. Because I kind of have this blurry picture because I think that a lot of us can relate. Can you, can you all relate to like just going and going and going and going and going and it almost feels like this day goes into this day, this go, day goes into that day. We're working hard. We're working late. We're getting home from work and work is still happening. People are calling us and things like that are happening or we get home and we make dinner and then we make dinner and we clean up afterwards. We clean up afterwards and now we have a baseball practice to go to or something like that. And um, not that all these things are bad by any stretch, but we can often go, wow, my calendar is full, and did a week just go by? How is it July now? How is it August now? How is it September now? I hear those things all the time. Anyone can relate to that? All right, go to the next slide, please. On top of that, we live in a culture where we are VIPs if we're busy scheduled. What I mean by that is we've created a culture where if you're really busy, then you're important. Absolutely no doubt about it. In fact, I think all of us, most of us, maybe all of us could admit, we have probably once made a snide remark about how, wow, I wish I could do that, thinking, I can't because I'm too busy to do that. I know we've had those comments towards us, right? And, oh, man, I get it all the time because I'm a minister. <laughs> I mean, it's like every day. Someone says, wow, man, John, I wish I had time to go have coffee with someone. I'm like, this is what I'm, this is my job. <laughs> or when you're so busy and you work on Sundays and the weekends and stuff and you make a two hour kayaking trip Friday afternoon and someone goes, I wish I had two hours to go kayaking. But if you think about that, how, 
is how wrong is like think about God and we're going to get into the scriptures and his desire for our lives. Do you think he created us to look down upon or feel more important because we don't have 2 hours in a week to rest and go kayaking? Like I had to check my heart and I realized that I mean I've probably said a few things like that to other people in in my time and kind of had like a yeah, I'm important. I've got a lot going on. We built in this culture we built in business culture where, you know, if you're not going, 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 and, you know, you take some time off, that's a big deal. You shouldn't do that, you know. We're just going, going, we're important, all those kind of things. And this is like all around us, y'all. This is all around us. Go to the next slide, if you don't mind. And then we add technology. Technology keeps us connected to everything all the time, and you can never get away from work. Most, a lot of us can't, right? If, unless you, like, put your phone on airplane mode or go toss it in a room and never like you are constantly if you check your email oh my gosh you can never mentally check out there's never really a rest oftentimes people call you you can't get away from that you're connected to the internet you're connected to all these things we're, we, we have all these things that are like swirling around us in our culture and it causes it to be difficult to rest to find rest and one thing I'm going to talk about today is this idea of Sabbath and how I bring up the word Sabbath and it causes controversy. We've divided denominations over it. As soon as I say it, someone's like, are you going to be legalistic? Are you going to tell me after da, 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 da? Other person, other side's going to go, well, we don't have to do anything. God doesn't care about any of that anymore. But I really feel impressed on my heart that we don't preach about this enough. We don't teach about this enough. We don't, that we just kind of, it's one of those topics that we're kind of, almost like spiritual gifts sometimes that we're kind of like, mm, I don't know if I should touch that. So I'm going to talk about it. I'm, ex- I'm really excited. I am. Uh, yay. Let's go. So the next slide will add fuel to the fire because I've been reading articles. And I'm just trying. I've just been thinking through our American culture. And we vacation pretty poorly. We take time off. As a culture, as America, if you put other countries that are similar, I know no one's like America, but similar countries to us. We are usually at the bottom or towards the bottom of taking time off. Our employers give us the least amount of time off, but when they give us time off, we don't even take it. So we can complain, but for the most part, we don't take it. In one article that I read in particular that really kind of haunts me, that really startled me, and really I connected with it, said that over half of Americans, when they take time off, feel guilty about taking time off. I'm going on vacation right after this. It's a perfect message. I'm going on vacation after this. And even in my heart, because I have donors that give, you know, half my funny, stone, funny money, Stones River gives that half, and like together, like I'm thinking every time I take off, I like feel guilty, like, oh my gosh, are they thinking, well, I'm donating to him. You know, I don't, I don't worry about Stones River. I worry more about my donors because I know y'all are awesome. But seriously, are they, yeah, are they, are they what are they doing? Um, did he, should he spend the money on that? Should he take the time to do that? What's my family's really laughing over here, huh? Uh-oh. There's one of my donors sitting over there, so. <laughs> but I do. I feel shame and I feel guilt oftentimes. And I think we also have business cultures where, like, if you do it, like, you feel that pressure in that culture, like, oh, you know, you shouldn't take time off. Or, well, man, I wish I could take a whole week off, you know. I, you know, I took three days off this last fall, and I mean, maybe I'll get three more, but I don't know, that whole week. And we feel this guilt and this pressure to take time off and to relax. And I'll ask us again, do you think, do we feel like God created us to do this? 
Do you think he created us to feel guilty about taking time off to run such crazy lives that we don't find time to rest? And I am not advocating for lack of hard work. I am all for hard work, so let me just make that very, very clear. I believe that we are to work and work well. Go to the next slide. Jesus and his disciples are walking. They're walking through grain fields. You all remember this story? And as they're going through the grain fields, they're, you know, a little bit hungry. They pluck off some of the grain, they start eating it, and then you see there's some Pharisees that are hmm, watching what's going on. This is in uh, Mark chapter 2. As they're watching what's going on, they have a question. Basically, the reality is, is they get upset. They said, you're violating the Sabbath. You're violating, you shouldn't do this, because on the other side of being busy, 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 God had instituted through the law this day that said, hey, listen, rest on the Sabbath. We'll get there in a second. And the Pharisees are going, you're not resting. You're plucking the grain off. And because you're doing that, you're violating Sabbath. God told us to rest. And Jesus has two really powerful statements. I'm going to focus on one of the statements. But the first one that's super powerful that I'm not really going to go, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But he does say in a good way, it's a good rabbit hole, I'm Lord of the Sabbath. That's huge. So this idea of this rest, this Sabbath that God has for man, which we'll get to, Jesus lords over it, number one. But what really strikes me that I would like to share today is when Jesus responds and says, man wasn't made for Sabbath, but Sabbath was made for man. Hold up. So God made Sabbath for us because we need it. It's not a, it wasn't like, it's, it's a suggestion. It's like, hey, I made this for you. Go to the next slide if you don't mind. Isaiah 58, I love this, because I love hearing the heart of God, because God isn't just about a cold set of rules to follow. He says here, if you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing, he's telling this to Israel, and they are under the law at this point, right? From doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, and if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride and triumph on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. I love this verse because it shows me that God isn't just looking for a cold ritual following of Sabbath. He says, I want y'all to delight in the day I have made for you. I have created for mankind day of rest. And it's not just something that, oh, well, I guess I got to do it. That he wants us to go, I'm going to take some rest. I'm going to look forward to it. I'm going to delight in it. I'm going to find my joy in it. Then you will find your joy. I think maybe some of us are struggling with joy because we never rest. We never take time to enjoy God, enjoy his creation. We go, 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 and we're just like, where have I lost my joy? God says, I've given you a place to find joy. That's in, in my rest. Oh, I get excited about it. Next slide, please. For those who are sitting there going, but John, that was in the law, and we don't need to, we don't, that has, the law has nothing to do with us anymore. We're set free from the law. Go, let's go to Genesis chapter 2. Let's go before, way before the law existed. And let's look at creation. And before we read Genesis chapter 2, at the end of chapter 1, we see that God created us, mankind. He created us in his image. He loved us. Oh, man. I, isn't, that's, that's, a, that's just incredible, isn't it? How are we created in God's image? That, how, that's amazing. 
But he creates man and woman in his image, tells him, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. He is absolutely loving us as his creation. Incredible. At the beginning of chapter 2, it says, so the heavens and the earth and everything in them were completed. On the seventh day, God had completed his work he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy. This is before the law, y'all. And declared it holy, for on it he rested from all his work of creation. God on the seventh day created a day of rest, a holy day. What does holy mean? It means set apart. We sang about being holy this morning. Good choice of songs. But he created, this is a rhythm of rest in the universe. This is, what, this is, this is built in. That is just the reality. And I'm not going to sit here and go, well, you got to do it on this day, or you need a Sabbath on Sundays, or you need to go from on Saturday. I'm not, that's not what I'm arguing this, today. What I'm submitting to you is that from the beginning of creation, God has built in a once-a-week need for us to rest. And whenever we don't do that, it's breaking us. It's actually hurting us, right? What I think is so intriguing is that oftentimes, and even I've done this, I read the creation epic, and I think that it climaxes on day six when God creates man. God creates man and woman, and wow, they're in his image, and it's so incredible. I guess, it's, I don't know, maybe that's selfish. God, there's a lot about day six. God loves day six, but his creation climaxes in day seven. When you go look at the numbers through the Bible, and seven is very significant, the day climax is when God sits down, sees man, sees woman, see, sees his creation. He says, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. And he sits down, and he rests and says, enjoy. What I think is amazing is after God is, I mean, the mankind is created on day six, the very first day they have is a day of rest, which is so against or so different from the ancient gods, from the gods of antiquity. That would say, basically, they're like slave drivers for mankind. And mankind, you serve us and you, you, you. But all of a sudden, these Hebrews have a God that the very first day they were created said, rest and enjoy my creation and enjoy me. And I think, I'm, this is real for me. It can be tough for me to do this. I'm not, I'm not preaching at y'all saying I got this all figured out. I'm, I'm, I, am, I have been meditating, I'll tell you, about a year or so ago, I had a, two years ago, I had a conversation with my wife. I felt like I was really doing, starting to do a better job. Which it was learning how to rest. And we'll talk about different things on Sabbath and stuff like that or when we take our day of rest. But man, it was good. And then I just kind of got out of that rhythm. I got busy. And I feel like God's bringing that back saying, this is not something you can just decide not to do. That this is, what we are, this is how we were created. It's like a machine. And if we have a machine that we don't take time off to oil, some of y'all need oiled up, you know? Some of y'all got some, some joints that need a little oil. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. I'm careful. Sorry, David. <laughs> to do some maintenance, to rest, then what happens to that machine? It breaks. It's overworked. God's not going around going, well, you work too much, zap you with disease. <laughs> He's not doing that. But I, I submit that our bodies were created to have that rhythm of rest. 
Same way that creation was, was, was given that rhythm of rest whenever God told the Israelites, let the land lay fallow, let the land lay rest for seven, every seven years. Well, what happened when they got exiled? Israel gets exiled to the Babylonians for 70 years. Why? Because God said, Y'all, that rest has to take place in the land. They didn't. They didn't obey him. And so God's like, that land has to have rest. And I feel, and I, and I, and I, and I sit back thinking about this. I go, listen, if we don't rest, God, we will rest. <laughs> I'm just being real. We will rest. Our bodies will go, I'm done. <laughs> you can go to the next slide, please. I love this picture of these people just laughing together and enjoying because it brings me back to the enjoyment of the delighting in Sabbath that I believe God has, delighting in resting that God has for us. And recognizing that, A, or maybe, A, I don't know, number one, this time of rest is vital for our physical bodies, as I've just said before. It really is. We've got to have that. You know how much stress and anxiety and stuff like that wears on us and wears on our bodies and just, it, it, we get sick easier? You go, I mean, anyone can do the research. It's simple research. Whenever you're running, 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 going, 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 you're much more subject to disease. You're much more subject to um, the heart attack, I mean, all kinds of stuff. It's just, um, it just stress just, just kills us and just going, going, going. We need a time to just decompress a little bit. And some of us do hard labor jobs, and your bodies need a time to go, all right, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not saying you can't do anything but sit there on this or anything, but like you just need a time to do that. Our minds need a day of rest from going, 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 checking our emails all the time, seeing what's happening. That's, for me, that's, that's where I'm at. I have a hard time slowing down my brain. And I can tell, personally, I I've, I've, can see like little signposts pointing towards, John, you need to, call, you need to rest a little bit. Because I'll get in my car and I've got to call somebody. I've got to call somebody. I've got to get something done. Anyone, I don't know if anyone's ever felt like that, but I, I know whenever that happens, God gives me a check in my spirit and goes, hey, you're going. Because I can't relax. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. There's times whenever I just can't. I know Ryan fills me on that one. <laughs> We're the same in that Like, I just can't have a hard time just turning things off and just relaxing. But it's vital for us. It's vital for us emotionally to detach sometimes, to to rest. Because we just get caught up so much. And, of course, spiritually. Like, when God tells Adam and Eve to... uh, to rest as he rests and they're able to enjoy creation it was communion with god and communion with his creation and communion with one another and a day of of enjoying and one thing that i just i felt in my heart as i was um, going through this and i know that i'm guilty of this myself is some of us are going in our mind there's no way i can do that everything will fall apart there's some of us here right like my company is going to fall apart if i take it if i take a day of rest or my family is going to fall apart, right, if I take a day of rest. There's no way that this is going to work. And I, what I would say is that's actually kind of scary if we say that for multiple reasons. It's, we, whether we realize that's almost like a Messiah complex, like I have to do it, and if everything's – so it's a, it can be – it could be a lack of trust in God, that God's going to continue to help. It could also be you're not doing a very good job of – empowering others (laughs) and if you're a mother that just is wore out and you're like i cannot take a break that means maybe you're not teaching your kids how to help clean more maybe you're not teaching them how to participate and so you are running yourself ragged and i think that god like i thought to myself i think sometimes whether we realize or not some of us actually like that like we like being the one that everyone has to rely on 
And I don't think that that's healthy either because I think that we're called to have our fa- friends and our family and the people that we're in, that we're in, in fellowship with to rely on God, like to, to trust in him. And so I submit that that's, it's vitally important. It's vitally important for those things. You go to the um, next slide. It's a big question mark. Yeah, there we go. So, so what do we do practically? Um, I'm not here to give anyone a formula. I'm going to give some suggestions that might get your creative juices flowing and for you to think about ways. Because I'm all about practicality. Because I, I, I'm, I'm strong. I believe this is really important. I believe the church really struggles with this. I think we really struggle to rest. I think we really struggle to connect like God wants us to with him and uh, with one another and all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you go to the next slide. I've learned a few things from my buddy Sean as I've looked at the Jewish people and I've looked at Shabbat. And so a few practical things I think is beautiful. I'm not telling anyone you need to do, you have to do this, whatever. But for the Jewish people, they will prepare their meals. So their uh, Sabbath is from sundown on Friday till sundown on Saturday. So it doesn't even have to be. I'll just do all day Monday. Maybe it's sundown Sunday night to sundown Monday night. They, pre- they prepare their meals ahead of time. Now, for some of us, I think, I don't, I don't know, not for me necessarily. Sometimes meal preparation can be relaxing. Not, cleaning up afterwards is not. There are some weird people out here that love to wash dishes, though. I know it. That, it's like soothing. I've, I've run into many people that they're just, they enjoy like washing dishes. But if you're not that person, it's not super relaxing to make these these big feast and you know that takes even not even big feast takes two hours three hours to cook to clean to clean up afterwards make a crock pot meal the night before put some chili in the crock pot that way you can spend a day enjoying or go out to dinner go out to eat so that you can spend it spend time not going through all that but what i love is that on Shabbat, what they, they prepare their, their meals ahead of time, and then when they have their meals, they actually, many Jewish people, or most of them go through like a liturgy because it's not only about us just not doing anything, it's about us connecting with God as family and friends. They'll all come together. In God, it's, it's about his presence being among us. And it's beautiful. And with others. So whether liturgy is your thing or not, but what if you had, I mean, some of us don't even have dinner as families much anymore, or if we do, we're just kind of disconnected on our phones, but what if we had a night or time where we got together as family, ate together, turned off our phones, someone brought a question about God or a passage of scripture in the midst, and we have these conversations as we have our meal and recognize, let's just rest together. Let's spend some time together. Next slide. Go enjoy his creation. Go on a walk, sit in your backyard, listen to the birds, rest. Don't be on your phone the whole time, you know, just sit back and just enjoy and think, think about how beautiful God's creation, because when he rested on that seventh day, y'all, he, he, it was for our enjoyment to enjoy what he's created. So many of us, like, we, we, we're missing out on enjoying his creation because we're just going, and God's saying, take a day and rest and enjoy. Don't stress out. Don't do a million things. Enjoy this rest. And for some of us that sit at a desk all day, it might be some good exercise to go on a walk. It's just the reality. For some of us whose bodies are going hard because we have manual labor, we probably need to relax a little bit. This is why we're not, I'm not getting legalistic about it. We might need to relax a little bit. On the other hand, for some of us who sit down at desks all day long, we might need to go on a walk and get a little exercise. Reset our bodies. Next slide, please. 
How about this? The Jewish people are good at this. Invite people over and have a meal. And guess what I did? I showed takeout because you can get takeout and you don't have to fix it. (laughs) You can get pizza and you don't have to fix it. Or again, you could prepare the meal ahead of time to where you don't. Because that's the thing. I love having people over. But I know it stresses my wife out sometimes because there's a lot of cleaning and a lot of preparation. And there's a lot of things that take place afterwards. And the house can be a little bit messy and those kind of things. And thinking of her and recognizing that, hey, let's do it easily. Let's do this as easy as possible so that we can actually enjoy one another and rest with one another. Next slide. Did you, I, I heard this. I read an article... I read this article. For those who are laughing, I love board games, if you don't know that. I read an article that said that what has become very popular on Shabbat are board games. And I said, boom, I'm putting that in my sermon. Let's go. But a board game, what game is that? Well, you guys actually, we play some games here, don't we? That's pretty cool. Yep, Catan. Um, I thought about doing a harder one, but I was like, no, let's just see. Let's just see what's happening. (laughs) Um... But getting time to have family time, or maybe it's a puzzle, or maybe it's something that the family can do together, but enjoying one another, like having, if your kids are on games a lot, saying, hey, we're going to take a couple hours today, and we're going to get together, and we're going to play a game, or we're going to do a puzzle, or we're going to go on a walk, or we're going to do something as a family, so we can have those connections, or invite another family over to have that, that connection. Now, don't forget that it is also about connecting with God. So I'm not saying fill your schedule up with 12 hours of board games and never think about the Lord, you know, once during that. That's not really, I don't think, his ideal of rest. But play a game. Enjoy one another. Next slide. The last thing I want to talk about and share, you see this kind of signpost up here, is that I believe that God wanted the Jewish people, as he told them to Sabbath and have a day of rest, Actually, he brought them, he told them that they, he was going to bring them into what? Land of promise, which was a land of what? Rest. That, he, that they were to point the nations to this rest that God desired for humanity. And that whenever we take days and times of rest, that we are actually pointing people towards the final rest that God has for us. You can go to the next slide. The writer of Hebrew talks about that. He even says, he talks about how the Israelites were not able to enter into God's rest because of their unbelief, and he encourages us to believe so that we can enter into God's rest. See, the thing is, is when we, do, when we take the Lord's Supper, all these things are pointing towards things. And when we take a Sabbath or a day to rest, we're pointing towards the reality that God has in this eternal rest that, he's call, that he is calling us into. And I put this picture up here because it's like this circuit circular, cyclical thinking, as I like to talk about the Hebrews, have this way of thinking. Because as I meditated on us pointing people towards the ultimate rest, what I recognized is we end at the beginning, basically. We end at the beginning. And so some of the greatest stories of all time end at the beginning. Have you ever, you guys ever thought, we love stories that end at the beginning. When Frodo in, comes back to the Shire, Whenever, you know, um, they come back out of the wardrobe, they're back, look, look at that. My, the kids were jumping up and down back there about Frodo and the Shire, Jonah and Nathan. And uh, I just got a thumbs up from Aiden. But when that happens, they're a different person. There's something different about them, but we love those stories, and they end back at that same place as a different person. And that's the story that God tells in Scripture, is that when he rests on the seventh day, 
we're going to go through all these different things around the circle. <laughs> we're going to go through all, mankind is going to go through all these journeys. And as we're journeying, when we take rest, we're pointing people back to the beginning. We're pointing people back towards that beginning and ending, the final rest that we have in Christ. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? It's so good. I love the story, man. I love this. doesn't mean whenever, you know, we rest and we're never going to do anything. Let's not, let's, people get, oh, what am I going to do, just sit around all day? No, God has fun things. Like, did I just talk about Sabbath and tell you to sit around and do nothing all day? No. But that we are, we are pointing people towards God's rest. And I love, I love that God is a God who desires us to rest and enjoy. And we fight it. And he's like, I mean, he was, he was pretty serious about the way he dealt with the Israelites because he had to treat them with the law as a child. And he had to be like, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do that, because they would not grasp how to rest. And God's given us the freedom. And with that, we, can, we should delight in his rest. Delight. Okay, God. And so my, my submission to you all today is to, to be seriously prayerful about this. And not just be seriously prayerful. I believe it's, it is us obeying the Lord by walking in this. I think this is an act of obedience, not just an act of, well, it's a suggestion, maybe we should do it. Like, I really think that this is a thing where God has clearly spoken through Scripture that we need to take time to rest. And we see that modeled in Jesus when it would get crazy and he'd say, go to the other side and all those kind of things. And like, we need to take some time to rest. So I, I would submit, but I would submit that you would be seriously prayerful about what that looks like for you and for your family. I know that we may not all, I think ideally we would have a day of rest as a family together, but I do know that all of our schedules, it doesn't work out that way. <laughs> like Sunday can't be a day of rest for me because I get, I get up early and I'm going, going, going like that and it's just, it's, it's just not restful. Right? I'm just, it, sometimes there's a little bit of rest, but not a full time of rest. But ask, do we, need to, do we need to see if we could have some dinner when we're conversing about God or play some games or do some of these different things and learn how to just slow down turn off our phones if we have to, and just take a day and rest. I really deeply believe that God desires that for us and that he's built that into the rhythm of the universe and that we need to stop running away from it and start thinking, God, I need to start walking in that. That's it. Father, um, I thank, I, first of all, I thank you for Sabbath. I thank you for rest. I thank you that you're a God who isn't a taskmaster, a slave master, that you desire for us to enjoy your creation. And God, it's, in, it's, it's crazy that you, you have to build, we, we're going to be so hard, hard-headed about it, you've got to build in a day so that we can actually enjoy what you have created. Father, I ask that we would not become legalistic about this, Father, but I also ask that we would not brush it off as something that, well, I guess, uh, you know, it's as a suggestion. But Father, that we would seriously seek out how to find rest. How to find, just take a break and receive your shalom, receive your peace. Receive your healing. Jesus, you healed people on the Sabbath over and over, and I believe that that is a sign pointing towards the the. The reality that your nature is you want us to heal on Sabbath. You want us to heal in the rest. And I pray that, that we would have that, Lord. I pray that our bodies, our minds, our souls, Lord, our emotionally, that, Lord, that as we learn how to rest better, as we learn to rest, that, Lord, there would be healing that comes to us. I thank you for all this. In Jesus' name, amen.